0: Hey, Sean. Yo. Have you ever lived in a place so cold that you were unable to get out of your house? Uh, No. (laughs) It's called a freezer. Okay. We have this dilemma here up in the Great White North where we went from like minus eight degrees to minus 40 degrees over the span of one day. And all of my doors, like exterior doors, are completely frozen to the point where I have to like pretty much full on body check my door (laughs) just to open it when I'm getting home from work. The little latch, the little latch for the handle is frozen in the door. So the only thing actually keeping my door closed is the deadbolt lock
1: jesus you need like a
0: heat gun to make sure you can get it <laughs> right so then the craziest thing is by this time next week it will be you know 30 degrees warmer and approximately minus one degree
1: hopefully but maybe maybe you'll be frozen in a little bit longer
0: <laughs> yeah you know what's not gonna be completely frozen on what's ice that? and keep you cold what? This episode of the Seen On Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Seen On Screen podcast with your hosts Sean and David.
1: welcome welcome to this episode of the scene on screen podcast where i'm honestly all out of tears it was a it was an emotional week for uh fans of the last of us but uh see that technical glitch is back again i'm sorry guys i'm sorry (laughs) but it's okay it's okay um so as i was saying before i was rudely interrupted by your intro um yeah incredibly, incredibly emotional episode of The Last of Us. And that's all that's on my mind right now. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit at the end of the episode, but uh, it's so hard to ignore.
0: You know what? It is quite possibly the greatest show to come out in a long time.
1: I would say Um, it is the greatest video game adaptation of all time.
0: Yeah, the the crazy thing is that uh, some of my co-workers who have no idea that it's based off of a video game or anything like that are like David have you seen the last of us like oh, holy shit like <laughs> all of this stuff's happening and I'm like yeah I know I played the game and they're like what do you mean <laughs> yeah it's based off of a video game but uh yeah I know that uh you know what it's it's that thing that gets us waiting for sunday because you know, normally Sundays are the the dreaded day of the week that leads because we know we have to go to work the next day. But now we have the last of us to watch. Just like Wednesdays is Bad Batch, but not that you would really.
1: Yeah, I know. Bad Batch Wednesday, whatever.
0: Any of that, but uh, soon we're we're almost exactly one month away from Mandalorian season three.
1: Let's go. Did you see the
0: new? Uh, did you see the new tra- the uh, new trailer?
1: No, I'm trying not to watch any more trailers for anything because, like, what? my my big fear is there's Ant Man trailers dropping randomly. The Ant Man script and ending has possibly been leaked online, so I'm pretty much not on Twitter, not on Reddit right now. I'm so afraid of seeing a spoiler. I'm mm. 14 days away from seeing the movie. I'm like excited, excited to see that movie.
0: Wait, I when mean, does Anime come out?
1: The eighteenth.
0: Oh shit! I might have to go to. We may be planning a trip to Winnipeg, anyways, around that weekend. So
1: for for those playing bingo at home on the bingo card that we never created, David said the exact same thing last week. <laughs> 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 oh shit! <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, uh, trailers are are so tricky and finicky right now. And uh, why don't we just get into a trailer right now? that we're super unhappy with. I oh. wish we actually like brought in the audio to the show just so we could listen to it. But the, the new super Mario trailer dropped.
0: It's like another teaser. It's, it's pretty short. It's like it pretty seconds. much. In, it introduces uh donkey Kong Mario and, uh, or sorry, Mario and uh donkey Kong fighting. Now,
1: now I will say the concept of the trailer is hilarious. The voice acting and the lack of Mario's ass is atrocious. And unfortunately, I don't think that people are going to have their way in this one, guys. I think no matter what we look at, what we see or what we assume. We're done like mm-hmm. it's this isn't going to be like Sonic and Sanic. It's we're going to I'm like I'm not looking forward to this movie. I'll go because I really want to see it, but I'm not like i'm not excited it's not like like are you gonna
0: are you gonna go see it in theaters yeah because I. Well, see you're part of the problem then
1: i am part of the problem but i'm also here's the here's the biggest problem do i want it spoiled like as an example we haven't seen avatar yet we're going this weekend to see avatar
0: oh yeah i forgot that that movie came out
1: you should maybe see it while you go to Winnipeg. <laughs> um, but we we haven't seen it. Have we seen any spoilers for it? No. But I had a friend and I, uh, I'll, I'll shout him out. I was on their podcast earlier this week called Pucks Off the Dasher with Adam Glass. And he asked me if I was one of those people who can't avoid spoilers for Marvel movies. And unless I'm like explicitly interested in the movie... I will see it opening night. If there is some reason why I can't see it opening night, I'll see it the very next day. But A, I've now experienced so many amazing moments in movie theaters with Marvel fans that I'll never not go opening weekend. And if I don't want to see it in theaters or there's something like, I don't know, a global pandemic, I will see it when it's streamable, you know? Mm -hmm. So what were your initial thoughts watching this trailer like you get to see this this stadium you get to see like all these really cool donkey kong statues and Uh, then you just see the
0: trailer unfold it's the movie itself the animation the artwork all of that stuff looks great there's no doubt about it the movie looks good the animation looks good the the style that they changed mario to be a little bit more, I don't know, realistic was an interesting choice because all the other characters are still very like cartoony. His voice still doesn't fit. Why is he fighting Donkey Kong and why does Donkey Kong say he's going to kill Mario? He never does that. (laughs) And also it's just Seth Rogen.
1: Yeah. The, um, you remember in rescue Rangers, the joke and it was about a, mil, like a minute long where it was just Seth Rogen characters joining the screen, but it was every single Seth Rogen animated character and they all sounded the same. So it was like Pumbaa, the guy from home. Everything was just kind of like adding up. Mm-hmm, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, It sounds like you. And I think there was like a, a sprite from like Lord of the Rings or something. I can't remember what he was. But when you see the first screener of Donkey Kong, we're actually going to call him Danky Kang.
0: okay okay when you see the
1: first (laughs) any any voice we don't like is now getting an aereo type of name anyways when you see him for the first time you're like oh my god he looks mean and i know for for those who grew up in the early 2000s and can remember the donkey kong cartoon he didn't have like a high-pitched voice, but he was kind of, like, in that middle range. Like, you'd be like, Mm -hmm. Banana Slamma! And it was, Mm -hmm. like, very average, right? This just sounds bad.
0: Because it's freaking just Seth Rogen. Like, that's the problem that movies and animation studios, they're getting away from hiring actual voice actors. Like, people who are trained and capable of creating a whole new character just with their voice no they are just banking on like half of this marketing for this movie was just off of the cast that they had right like when it was announced all they did was announce all of the the actors and that was it right like they could have done this movie would have made probably just as much money as it's going to make if they had a cast of actual voice actors and they, they casted the characters to sound like what people kind of expect or think of when they think of these characters, like they could have done a shit ton of market testing and just to find the right voice actor or the right voice for, for the different characters. The only one that sounds remotely close that as of right now or two, there's two that fit Jack Black is Bowser. Yeah. Because he's putting like the effort in. He's giving that, that like raspy, like that, like growly voice. And then, uh, what's his face for, uh, toad.
1: Oh, uh, Michael Key.
0: Yeah. Michael right? Key. Because Michael Key. Yes. How many Keegans are and how many K's are in his name?
1: What what about 15? Charlie Day as Luigi?
0: We no, assume he'll be still, funny. But it's still just Charlie Day. Like, we, we got a little bit of him uh, in the second trailer or like the, yeah, the second trailer, I think it was. Yeah. When Bowser's talking to him about, uh, you know, he's going to take everything he loves and destroy it. And really, it's just Charlie Day. Like, and that, that's the thing. Charlie Day has a very unique voice. Uh, he was the spaceship dude in the Lego movie. Right? And he
1: was so good.
0: And he that was, worked because that it was a been... generic, it was a generic character, right? And the energy that he brought to that character was that, that they had made sense. But in this case, it's just like Luigi. You know, I don't know. They need those like Italian accents. Do you,
1: do you <laughs> think there's a bit or a joke that we're missing? Like it's a huge prank. It's like the studios like this is what it's like for us when you dub over your like our our hard like working masterpieces with shitty english actors do you think that's what's actually (laughs) happening right now we're being punked because like i'm looking at the animation and i just have the the trailer on like 25 percent with no sound while i'm talking to you here just to see if i pick up on any details or like something pops in my memory from watching it and I just can't help but to think like there's going to be a dark version of this movie within two weeks. And it's just going to be like better voice actors doing this. You could have marketed yeah. this movie differently, but like I challenge you with this question. What do you think Donkey Kong sounds like? Cause every single game or movie or every game we've ever played, you just hear him like, go, like he's just like making like, mm-hmm monkey grunts and stuff and we only ever saw him in that cartoon where he sounded like just a normal dude it's not like a distinguishable or definable voice like ash ketchum or Mm -hmm. batman like you you know there's like no thing that i can think of that donkey kong sounds like
0: and you know what that's why he is that that character is perfect for a voice actor because if they are capable of changing the way that they sound for the character that they're portraying then they could create a voice that works for Don Kong rather than us getting the Stoner voice of Seth Rogen right and his so his, true. His, his like Seth Rogen laugh right it's they're going to do that in the movie it's going to be there you know what honestly part of me wishes that this was the biggest bamboozle in bamboozle history <laughs> and uh, we get the movie, and and all the voices are actually good, but uh, it's it's unlikely. As much as I would love to support this movie in theaters and, and go see it, it's I, not I, worth the two hour drive. It, it's I don't think it's going to be worth the, the drive out. Yeah, just to go to the movies. No. Um, no.
1: What was the ridiculous part of the movie uh, the trailer to you? Seth Rogen's voice. Saying "Now you die," or Chris Pratt meowing in his Italian accent.
0: Oh my god! His Boston Uh, Italian accent. (laughs) I mean, honestly, the the meowing is was super cringe. And like, what are who are they trying to appeal to?
1: And like, you could have picked a different suit. You could have picked like Tanuki Mario.
0: Well, the thing is is like. Yeah, but, but Cat Mario is like probably one of the more well known, like recent well known.
1: Recent well known, yeah. You're talking about like Mario 3D World. Like you're talking about you're talking about a cat suit that started on what was it, D S or three uh, D S.
0: Super Mario Three yeah. D Land. Yeah. Yeah. But really like the, the a raccoon three... tail could have done it. Yeah, but they went cat.
1: His movie is going <laughs> My my prediction is one of two things. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make a full, bold prediction. You're going to okay. hear it right now. All right. Heard it here first. Groundhog Week. This movie will play visually like a 9 or a 10 out of 10, but voice acting is going to pull it down. I'm predicting that we'll give it about a 7 out of 10 if we did any sort of review. And people like IGN or our favorite reviewers on the internet will probably give it a 10 or an 11.
0: Yeah, but the reality is, it's it's going to be average at best.
1: Yep, it's it's very likely that it's going to be not great. Did yeah. you see though? Um, I you didn't see Wakanda Forever in theaters, did you? I can't remember.
0: I did. We we took the pilgrimage to <laughs> to Winnipeg right after work one day. We left. We left. I, I drove right after work. We went and got some food, and then I saw Wakanda Forever.
1: Nice. I was, I was uh, talking to my significant other today. Cause we were talking about the movies that we're seeing in the next two weeks. She's like, Oh great. Do I have to watch black Panther Wakanda forever to know what's going on in Ant-Man? And I was like, I don't think so. I think it would be more in- impactful to watch like Shang-Chi or the end of Loki again.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be better to watch Loki. Yeah. If anything. Uh, I feel like Wakanda forever was more of a direct, obviously a direct sequel, but more of a standalone Marvel film.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to watch it again at home, uh, especially because they're giving you the, the IMAX aspect ratio. Mm -hmm. We'll see all the things that were missed in, uh,
0: in theaters. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You know, what uh, isn't cool though,
1: uh ooh, man, we have so many negative things to talk about
0: today. <laughs> Which one are you yeah. going with? We're gonna have Netflix sucks.
1: Oh yeah, Netflix fucking blows.
0: Not only do they cancel all of their like good shows after and one cla- season. And
1: claim that they don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's because people didn't binge watch all of the the entirety of the seasons over over the f- opening weekend.
1: Like the only but, thing uh, Go ahead, go ahead. I'll, gonna, I'll,
0: I'll, no, I'll, no, no, you you go ahead. I was just going to say what, what is the biggest like what because we know that they're changing uh, their password sharing. The password
1: sharing shenanigans are officially over at Netflix. As of the end of March, you'll no longer be able to share a password with somebody outside of your your household, so your Wi-Fi network. So they're actually taking a step further back um, with primitive rules. Like beyond cable companies. So in in Canada and I'm sure the United States are the same because most of the TV boxers are the same. You have the ability to to take your TV anywhere. That means outside your own Wi-Fi or outside mm-hmm. of the confines of your own home. Mm-hmm. According to the new Netflix rules, if I had a child away at university in a different city they would have to con- like log in at my household once a month in order for them to have access to their Netflix. And if you're off the network for too long, it will say not detected. The, the sad part about it is like, like in my case or like, and I know a lot of people like are like this as well. Like myself and my, my parents use the same Netflix. So like we, like it's just a service that like, I'm like thankful that I pay for like, or Mm -hmm. I pay for it and like they, I let them use it. But now Netflix wants you to go from a $20 share plan to a $16 regular plan. So you're going to save $4 a month over the year, but now they want that payment twice unless you want to pay $9 and then you can get advertisements every month. And I know, I know David's going to tell us he gets a discount because he cheated the system. I wasn't going to say that at all. (laughs) Yeah, you tell us that quite often. But (laughs) anyway, the fact that Netflix thinks this is a move forward to avoid password sharing, what's going to happen is honestly what we're doing as well. People are just going to cancel. People are going to wait till they Mm -hmm. need something. They're going to pay for one month and then cancel it again. I can tell you right now there's three shows on Netflix that, like myself and my other half, want to watch. We want to watch The End of Stranger Things we're going to like, she's going to want to watch the end of the Bridgerton and the end of the crown. But you're also going to be able to find that on the seven seas. I'm willing to bet come April, Netflix is reporting crazy losses. They don't even have everything they used to, right? Everything good that they used to have got pillaged by other companies. So NBC has all their soft or all their software. All their television shows now, which is like parsed through in Canada like Crave and HBO. Some of it is on Disney Plus and Hulu and Star. Disney Plus and Star have way more content than Netflix does, I think, on a mm-hmm. regular basis now. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, you can pay 99 cents for Stack TV and get almost the same result. Guys, Netflix is dying, and I don't think it's worth it anymore. Especially the amount we're paying for Netflix.
0: Like, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm looking for it. Um, I saw this earlier today, and it was like Netflix has uh, announced that they've like recently announced like that they've had the oh no never mind it was Amazon had the first year of non profitable year. No, but uh, <laughs> Netflix is is going to lose a lot of people. But how does how, so? Here's the thing, though. Say I, well, I have, I have my Netflix account and say I go on vacation for a month or two and I have it on my phone. I won't be able to log into my account because I, I not able to go back to my home location. Like, how do they know where your home location is? Like, do you have to,
1: they're going to like identify your IP when you log in?
0: Right. But like, how do they know that that, like, is it based off of where you sign up from? Because, like, there's so many, so many technicalities. And the thing is, is like, hell, you could probably just get a VPN, set up a um a, a mini server, like you get like a Raspberry Pi, set it up at your house so that all of your, like, if you're on your phone or whatnot, you can have it so that it reroutes it and, and gets the IP address from your home. Like, there's ways that people are going to get around it. The thing is, is like, Sure, this company is a, a a billion dollar company, but they are not as smart as the people who are trying to circumvent it, their their stuff. Since right? they're
1: going to be integrating a verification process for your devices. Do you have any products on Yahoo?
0: Do you use uh, Yahoo at all? Not like not since high school.
1: So I have a Yahoo sports account, which I like I link through my Gmail. Okay, But every time I try and log on to Yahoo through my desktop it always asks me for a verification which it sends to my cell phone mm-hmm. which I have to open read the code, type it in mm-hmm. after I've hit the yes check mark, okay? Here's my issue and this is going to sound so fucking lazy and I'm so sorry guys but I can't be the only one who thinks this way. I lo- like sit down to my TV, my smart TV and I hit the The menu button and I go Netflix. And Netflix requires me to log in because I've been logged in for 28 days and it's now the time to re log in. You think I'm going to spend the time typing in the fucking login or going to the website and doing all that work? No, I'm going to switch apps. I'm like, you know what? I was going to watch this, but now I'm going to go to a different streaming service and watch something else because by the time I've got the password in, I could already have an episode on. Mm -hmm. We're adults here. Time is. Valuable time is precious. Could you imagine you have a screaming kid who needs to see like Coco Melon or Blue? No, Bluey, I think, is on uh, Disney, Paw Patrol, something like that. This kid needs it desperately. They're screaming and wailing, and you're trying to type in a password with one hand while you're holding a kid. And, and the kid's like, got
0: like a fork up to your throat, and it's like, Give me my Paw Patrol, mom.
1: Give me that. Paw Patrol now. <laughs> I'm a like, kind of bitch. <laughs> You're going to just switch. You're going to you're going to go to YouTube. You're going to go to Disney. You're going to go to Amazon. This like I've had Netflix forever. I think I think mm-hmm. I've honestly paid for Netflix for like the last 10 years of my life.
0: Yeah, you've given them a lot of money.
1: Yeah. And do you know what they say to me? Fuck you. You can't share your password anymore. I sent you a meme earlier that I laughed at so hard, and I posted it on our story. Yeah, it was net, uh, love is sharing a password, and then Obi Wan Kenobi,
0: <laughs> which is funny because they posted. Uh, yeah, love is sharing a password. This was uh, 2017. Netflix posted this, <laughs> and then Obi Wan Kenobi. You you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. It's true, right? Like all these companies that. <sighs> See, they're running into, when they run into problems with, you know, uh, subscriber growth and stuff like that, they don't think of like, what are we doing wrong? Maybe it's because you cancel all of the good shows that people like to watch after one season. Um, they don't do that. That's what they just said. What was it? There's that one show, 1899 or something like that, 1889.
1: Yeah, apparently a lot of people really liked it and they were just like, see ya.
0: Yeah, so I started watching it interesting kind of concept interesting show i got to like the third episode and then i found out that they canceled it i'm like fuck it i'm not gonna keep watching this because they're guaranteed the season's gonna end on a cliffhanger of some sort because every single tv show does that uh except for um american horror story uh (laughs) but they're gonna end on a cliffhanger and i'm never gonna get to see the rest of it so why even bother starting
1: well you know it's like the controversy with Wednesday right now, right? Netflix is trying to sell the rights to it so it can be streamed somewhere else, but they don't want to pay for a second season. And Netflix's other big problem is they're losing money because they're giving people like The Rock five movie deals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Stop doing that. Stop. Invest in like smaller and younger a- like actors. Yeah. Invest in the people from like the Outer Banks. Keep investing in the Stranger Things kids. Do different stuff. But like, no, I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of this bullshit of like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And now they've, they've done it. It's worse than anybody thought.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Do you remember when Netflix would like come out with like good Netflix special movies and stuff like that? And like, they were a lot of times they were from like smaller, smaller uh, studios, but they're usually pretty good, compelling stories. That, uh, you know, the only reason why they got made is because Netflix decided to fund them and, you know, they ended up being amazing. Well, like take Squid Game, for example, the guy that made Squid Game. He had tried for like 10 years or something like that to get studios to to produce it, and not a single one did. Netflix did that. And it became, it was an instant hit. You never watched Squid Game, right?
1: I watched like the first few episodes and then kind of forgot it existed yeah. until this very moment.
0: <laughs> but it was like, it was a, a big thing when it came out. And I, at the time, didn't have Netflix. So I wasn't really aware of it. But everyone was talking about it. And so many older movies, like before Netflix became this, uh, like the the massive streaming juggernaut. I guess they were. one of the first ones though, right? Like, so they were trying new things and they were supporting people because they were trying to get get original content. But now that they had all the money and stuff like that, they're just making bad decisions. Like if a TV show comes out and they don't increase their subscriber count by, you know, 3%, they blame that show and then cancel it. And then we don't get get uh decent content anymore that's why like the thing is as much as we like to shit on disney for kind of coming out with lackluster series on uh, disney plus at least the content that they're coming out with is consistent and they're following through with stuff like we know that uh if a series is good on disney plus we're gonna get a second season if it's bad, we're not going to get a second season, but nobody cares because it's bad. Like, I don't know if Willow got a second season.
1: Not that I saw.
0: I, I don't think so. Um, but uh, it was not very well received.
1: Yeah. Um, just reading a little bit more detail here. It says Netflix will be watching your IP a little bit more closely. I do not like that at all. But when traveling, Netflix claims it'll only slightly suck. Um, they said that you shouldn't need to verify your device while tra- uh, to watch Netflix while traveling. However, immediately in a following paragraph, they claimed you would have to re-verify said device if you're away from your home longer than seven days. Okay. okay so, so how do you verify your device? I, I don't know. A like code the that they send to your I,
0: email, right? Like...
1: Did you know that Netflix also created what was called a profile transfer feature? Yeah. See, I, I like maybe that slipped my mind because I never thought about it. But like when you start breaking up all these accounts, they're going to not immediately charge you for somebody logging in, but they're going to turn around and be like, yeah, so for $10, you can transfer your account.
0: Wait, it's I'd 10 bucks?
1: To, I don't know how much it is. It doesn't say.
0: But still, yeah, it's like you know the shows that you're watching. The only thing that's transferring over is like the your watch history and you, your you might yeah, you might have to you know skip a few episodes in the list of what you're watching if you're a few seasons in, but hey, whatever.
1: So right now, as of this moment, David and I are boo netflix.
0: Yeah. I mean I've been boo netflix for a while, but again, I only pay five bucks a month for it.
1: Where I think Netflix is really going to start fucking people and it's going to suck, but I can see it coming with like stranger things. They're not going to release it episodically. They're probably going to do this whole thing. Well, they're not, they're not going to do what they usually do where they just dump them all. They're going to probably start doing them episodically. So you Mm -hmm. have to get the service.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be two and a half months, which is released over like 32
1: 32 to $45 a month.
0: Is going to be released over two and a half months, so you get at least, at bare minimum, three months of subscriptions.
1: I throw. Right. <laughs> I throw. Bruh. Yo-ho. Yo-ho. <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. pirate's life for me. Yeah,
0: it's not that. We do not condone not- pirating
1: on this podcast. My eyes are <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. next? Something we can't Pirate. But unfortunately, it has been delayed, again.
0: Yeah, was it Jedi? not fallen order. What's it called?
1: Jedi. Damn it! It was just on the tip of my tongue. I hate that so much. Survivor.
0: Jedi. So, yeah. <laughs> Jedi survivor. God, I'm the so sequel, stupid. The Jedi, uh, fallen order, or whatever it is. The uh, um, the respawn. Star Wars game that came out a few years ago was unfortunately delayed. It was supposed to come out uh it was supposed it's to come out, come out this month, right? This month, yeah. Or like beginning of March. It has been delayed until April 28th. Um you know, it, it's not <laughs> it's not surprising. Most games uh do get delayed at at some point. Um if anything, whatever. Uh, I think Respawn makes they make good games. Right? Like no doubt about it. Like the Titanfall games have been great. Jedi Fallen Order was great. Um I'm sure this will be even better. Did you so, see what
1: else comes out on that same day?
0: Um Hogwarts Legacy?
1: No, no. The the long awaited Dead Island 2 comes out April 28th.
0: Oh, that game's coming out? I thought the game was out already.
1: No, it's it's just like um, Skull and Bones. I don't think it'll ever actually come out. We'll get another 10 delays before the yeah, project that's true. gets
0: canceled. Yeah. Speaking that's true. of Skull and Bones. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they really missed the mark on this delay, though. Why? They re- are releasing on the 28th. Could have done May the 4th. They could have released it on May 4th. It would have been a Thursday, whatever. There's not really many games that release on Thursdays, but they could have. And then, uh, yeah, anyways. So do you you think the game will hold up? I think so. I think the first one was uh, the expectations were high. and I think even with some of its shortcomings, like no dismemberments and stuff like that, uh, it still was... Uh, and, and is uh, a very well received and and popular, and it's it's a good game. So with and respawn. Let's take let's take um Titanfall. When does the Ahsoka a, come out? I don't know. Do,
1: do you think there's a lineup here? Because Mandalorian doesn't come out till March second, and it was wildly like widely rumored that Ahsoka and the Mandalorian would kind of have a, a crossover of some sort so mm. i wonder if maybe just maybe the timeline wouldn't line up completely but could we see a calcastus appear in one of the shows and that's why jedi jedi survivor is kind of where it is
0: well i don't know because i know that uh sabine wren i know hayden christensen's in there as uh, anakin skywalker and darth vader and Ezra Bridger. So I think the Ahsoka TV series is um connecting the Rebels, Star Wars Rebels characters into the live action. Um it really depends on like the timeline. It's like it's always it's it's always very confusing how how they do that stuff. But uh I don't think like we would have to have a cow cast, like a cow that was years older like you would have had to take place well after um the, the the game because the first game starts a few years or like shortly after um episode three because if you remember they're uh dismantling the old republic cruisers at the beginning of the game so
1: There are theories online saying it is possible. Cal could make the jump, but they would have to age him up versus how they aged down Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. But it is rumored that Cameron Monaghan might have shot scenes. I hope it's for Ahsoka more than the Mandalorian Mm -hmm. because like I can't wait honestly to watch the last of us all the way until I think it's almost April and also watch the Mandalorian and it's just the same show identically kind of but one's in space and one is in um, the zombie apocalypse and it's the same character doing the same thing mm-hmm. and it's so good but yeah I just yeah.
0: I don't know I,
1: I, I, I'd be interested if the delay had something to do with a Disney call like maybe like why why wouldn't you want to hype up that game with Cal Kestis arriving maybe a week before, how crazy that, would that be?
0: that's true, right like uh it, it could be yeah it could be quite interesting if uh if they are doing it, but i don't I don't see Disney being that uh
1: okay, hear me out. John Favreau is a genius. What if he does this, then the game comes out, but after he does this, they also announce. A Jedi Survivor series of some sort that follows him in BD. Oh, that story was so good. Shut up and take my money, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, that could be good.
1: Like we just proved we just proved and we're going to talk about it in a bit. We just proved that video game like if done right, video game content turned into television is great. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Resident Evil. That's average is best. <laughs> um what is next uh on on the topic of video games do you want to do sad or sadder well sad okay so sad ps plus collection is being removed from the playstation store slash playstation plus interface now if you are smart i i can't remember the date off the top of my head i'd have to repull the article but, but of may are-
0: may 9th or something like that
1: if you are smart, you will just claim every one of the games, because as long as you have an active PS plus account, you are guaranteed access to these games. Mm -hmm. And if you let your PS plus expire and then re um, re up it, you'll still get access to those games. This has been, and I've said this to David numerous times. This is one of my biggest problems with DRM and the fact that you are claiming these games that you get to own. Uh, I I air quoted that for those who definitely cannot (laughs) see this podcast. You will be able to soon. But for now, the issue with this is if you never really owned it, you can't be mad at this. However, they're all like PS4 games that turn into PS5 games or PS3 games that turn into PS4 games.
0: Or like they're like the greatest hits <laughs> of like the PS, PS4 and stuff like that. Like the main thing with this whole PlayStation Plus collection is is that its initial Reasoning, like the the main reason behind it, was to give people content to play on their PS5. You had to purchase a PlayStation Five to be able to, and I think you still have to. You have to have a PS5 to be able to redeem these games. So it was incentive for people to upgrade their consoles to the PS5 if they could find it, because the PS5 didn't really have a huge library of games at launch, and and for quite some time actually after initial launch. So all of these games, you could play them and it was kind of promoting the backwards compatibility between the PS five and PS four. Um, you know, like the collection of games was, was pretty good. There's a little bit of something for everyone. Uh, I honestly, I don't think I've redeemed all of them because some of the games at the time, I was just like, eh, whatever. I don't really care too much about, am I going to be upset if I, if I don't redeem all of them and I don't have access to potentially play them in the future, probably not because if I haven't done it now, I probably never will. But I mean, for someone who is just getting into PlayStation, right? Like who just managed to get a PlayStation five, um, claim them all
1: now. So you have content.
0: I know, like, they got, really, February, March, April, May, four months, or not even, three months, because it's the beginning of May that, that you're not allowed to. So, you have three months to uh, to get that. I would... You know what they should do? Remember when you would get free games with consoles?
1: Yeah. That's how I got LEGO Batman.
0: Yeah. They should have, instead of, like, they should have the PlayStation Plus collection, have it still there, but include like a a redemption code with new purchases of ps5s so buy a ps5 you get a redemption code and you could select like two or three of these games right they're giving them out for free Oh, did
1: did you hear that? that that was a door let me just check who that is oh no not you again Hi, David. It's me, the Sony CEO. Why would I give away stuff to people who don't deserve it? Nobody deserves free games because I am the Sony CEO. You know that Activision deal? Fuck that Activision deal. Ha, is what I say. No free games for anybody. Anybody has to pay. Give me $140 or $140 just so you can have PS Plus in all its glory.
0: Are you going to say you're not a crook? <laughs> I- <laughs>
1: yeah, want a little Richard Nixon on yeah, that one. Yeah, you did. I was like, <laughs>
0: Jesus! Little hints uh, of Nixon in there.
1: CEO president's a little sick. Yeah. Or, <laughs> CEO of Sony's a little sick today. But that's exactly why they won't.
0: They won't oh, I know, I know. It's but can you can you imagine though? Like, obviously, Sony is not a company that likes to give shit away for free. Obviously, if they if they did, then they would be keeping this PlayStation Plus collection all the time but what what are they
1: a company for the people for the gamers give me a statement what are they for
0: they i i'm i'm it, what, <laughs> you, you can't wasn't their logo like for the gamers or something like that
1: for the gamers that's what we say just to get people to come over to us for for and the, then we're like for, haha for, you're not no, a gamer. for the
0: players right
1: doesn't matter they're, right i think <laughs> Sony is just doing Sony things. And again, they're doing this as a, like well. Every, everyone is completely distracted. Here are the games that you will no longer have access to. Now, some of them are on PS Plus as well. Batman Arkham Knight. Both the greatest hits and the regular edition. Battlefield 1. Meh. Bloodborne. Okay. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. You can buy it for $5. Don't worry about that one. Crash Bandicoot. Insane trilogy, great game. Days gone, fart. Detroit, become human, good game. Fallout 4, one of the best games I think ever made. um Final Fantasy 15, Royal Edition, that one's a good one. God of War, good one. Infamous Second Son, launch title for the PS4.
0: Yeah, but still, great game.
1: Great game. Monster Hunter World, everybody's yeah. played it. Mortal
0: Kombat 10 was free on console launches. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 10 has been free on like every system. Already, like
1: Ratchet and Clank. Okay, which one? That was a I remake. Just,
0: that was the remake of the original. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: the remaster of the PS2 one. Okay. PS2 one. Yeah. Uh, the Last Guardian, The Last of Us remastered, Resident Evil Seven, Biohazard, Uncharted Four, A Thief's End, and Until Dawn. Okay, guys, let's be real. You're not I mean, missing much.
0: If you were to buy those games collectively. Uh, like talking about on sale, maybe a hundred to one hundred fifty bucks.
1: And if you have PS Plus already, it's already in their system. It's just now you don't figuratively own it anymore. You're just using it on a surface that if it gets removed, you no longer have access to it.
0: Well, that's the same with any digital any digital uh, license for the game. If they they can remove your your license whenever. Um, i think the pro the, the main problem is always like say you wanted uh to to get monster hunter world right and so you redeemed it on playstation plus collection but you don't feel like it is worth your continued subscription so you can't so you decide not to renew it uh but you want to play monster hunter world You're well you can't actually play the game or buy the game because you ha- your account already has a license attached to it for the game, but it's locked. So in order to be able to purchase the game, you have to contact Sony Support and hope that they will remove the license for the game. I ran into this problem a few years ago. I had a code from, I think it was like a Humble Bundle thing, and they had uh, Killing Floor 2. And it was a PlayStation Plus game. It was released free not too long ago. But I wanted to redeem this code on my account so that I actually had a permanent license that wasn't tied to a PlayStation Plus subscription. I spent nearly 45 minutes on chat with uh, customer service to explain to them, I want you to remove this license for this game from my account so that I can re- redeem a code for it. And they're like, but you got it for free. Why do you need to, like, why do you want us to remove the license? And it's like, because I want to own the game rather than have it tied to subscription. They did not want to re- to re to remove the license for the PlayStation Plus version because my thought process is they know that if there's a game that I want and I purchase it, I'm not tied to subscribing to PlayStation plus 100%. Right.
1: Do you remember? Oh, this would have been while we were in school. The the re-release of SimCity when it was like a big PC launch in like 2012 yeah. or third or no, like 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought that game and the computer I had, I thought would run it and it didn't, but I was, I was like, Oh, it's okay. Uh, I'll like, I could play it on my Mac. No big deal great i tried to put it into one of my pcs once i i had it like years later Mm -hmm. and the code that i had was already redeemed i was like wow i didn't think that if i used a, a pc cd key back in the day it would just not allow me to use it a second time so i i flipped my way over to origin and tried to get myself reinstated And they said, because there was no proof that I claimed the code originally, it would be a $15 reinstatement fee. This was like five, six years ago. That's ridiculous. I I owned the disc. I had the CD key in front of me. But because I couldn't prove that I purchased the disc and I couldn't prove that I didn't redeem it or that I redeemed it, sorry. Mm -hmm. They were going to charge me $15 for a new CD key. Jeez. And like that SimCity was great.
0: Great. And like a fool, like, you paid the fee.
1: I didn't. I discovered city skylines existed and I never looked back.
0: <laughs> and you're like, this is the better SimCity. Yeah.
1: Oh, it is. It's like legitimately the best one. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want the bad news, the batter bad news now?
0: The batter bad news? Yeah. Lay it on me. Make so, me feel pain.
1: David and I <laughs> kind of anticipated this was coming last year when we were talking about it. Um, and over the pandemic, we saw a decrease in um, AAA studios and big studios presenting at E3, and it is now um, out there on the internet that Nintendo, PlayStation, and Microsoft will not be attending
0: E3 this year. Yeah, and this is the first uh, in-person E3 in the last uh, since the last two, right? Because of. Uh,
1: yeah. Now, one of the best comments on one of the posts I I saw was it's okay if Microsoft won't be there because Bethesda and
0: Activision will be there
1: in their place. That's funny.
0: That is that, true. That is very <laughs>
1: funny. That like is it very is, funny.
0: it is Microsoft really.
1: Now, Um how do you feel about this? I think like it's the end of an era. We're do- like we're done with E3. We're going to get like a small developer con um conferences. I'm wondering if there's more influence on PAX East because it is cheaper to do as well versus Mm. like always going to Los Angeles.
0: That's true. I I remember E3 used to be the biggest gaming show of the year. Uh, And that is where literally we would sit on the edge of our chairs waiting for like the next major announcement from Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo. Uh, it was like that for years. Then Nintendo pulled out a few years ago and then started just doing their uh, Treehouse Live and their Nintendo Directs, right? And it makes sense because they could just uh, do a stream with their information, and they don't have to spend a ton of money on like a big show and conference and all that stuff, right? Uh, but the Nintendo... Live conferences, like at E3, were always like enjoyable to watch, and they always had some pretty uh, interesting stuff that goes on. Uh, a lot of meme content, for sure. Yeah. Then it was just Sony and Microsoft, and it was like the battle of the two giants. And then eventually, Microsoft just kind of pulled away, and or no, Sony was the next one to kind of just. Sony's do.
1: last one was for the Last of Us Two. Yeah. And people hated it so much.
0: Yeah, and they just did uh, like directs like uh like Nintendo did. And Microsoft has had some in-person ones, some decent ones, but now that none of them are actually doing it like and they just do like their announcements whenever they want, like at any time during the year when they're ready to announce stuff, like if anything waiting until E3 to announce everything doesn't really help them in the long run when it comes to hyping up games and getting pre-orders because you think, okay, E3 is in what, May? June. June. Um, so we wait until June to have all of these games announced. People pre-order the ones that look really good uh, that are coming out soon. But they're announcing games that also are coming out at some undisclosed time in the year. And people forget about those. Right? So then Next thing you know, the game's release and it hasn't done well in pre-orders and, and sales and stuff like that. But now if they can do their directs at any time of the year, they can do smaller ones like Nintendo does where they announce a whole shit ton of stuff that's coming out in the next like three to six months. And it keeps that hype going for those games. Um, Sony's tried that a little bit and it hasn't really worked out for them just because Sony hasn't really had been such a good hype machine lately. Um, and I think Microsoft is now starting to get on that bandwagon.
1: Do you think delays have something to do with this? The fact that they keep showing things off and almost every studio just delays.
0: That could non-stop? be it, right? That's the thing. It's like, if they show something, well, let's take, like, uh, beyond good and evil Two. You remember when that was announced? Like Forever 2009. Ago. And it's every so often we get a little bit of a news on it, but for the most part, it's a, it's like vaporware. Yeah. Skull and Bones. You know, the game of games that's never going to come out. You know,
1: You'd Sea of Thieves keeps getting updated.
0: Right. And see, and that's the thing is like, so instead of, and I think you hit it right on the, the, the nail right on the head there. The, because games keep getting delayed, they don't have to worry about announcing something that's going to be released this year, getting big hype, and then delaying it until the next year. They could do these announcements and directs and stuff like that every they could do one every quarter for games that they know are near completion and going to come out in the next six months, right And it's better for their investors for sure. It's better for the game developers and uh, that's really it. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: also fairly certain that unless you give like a definitive pre-order time window. Games aren't being pre-ordered like they used to be. No, like a game that's going to come up on uh, games in February here, we pre-ordered this week. We weren't going to buy a collect, like we weren't going to buy a collector's edition. We just wanted to make sure we could get early access. What does that tell you about the
0: industry now? It was Hogwarts Legacy, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Is like, uh, remember when pre-ordering games, like every game with a came with a pre-order bonus that wasn't some digital crap. Pre-ordering means
1: jack shit now,
0: man. It, it means absolutely nothing. like all it means is that you're you're losing your money sooner.
1: <laughs> the the absolute rush you and I had trying to get the final one of the final pre-orders for my like Super Nintendo Mini
0: mm-hmm. that
1: was a fun day. Yeah, We're sprinting across the street.
0: <laughs> yeah, like and that's the thing is like that's what pre-orders used to be, right? Like yeah. that's what buying games used to be, but now like with things digital. It's like, okay, I pre order this game and I get a skin or I, I get a, an item that I can use early on in the game that you forget about after getting the second weapon in the game because the one that you have is now useless, right?
1: We um we even pre order digitally.
0: Really? That's the
1: only way you get the early access.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: But like at the same time, yeah, I have a physical edition but who cares yeah. i don't i don't anymore
0: yeah like so i think uh i think the move in general away from e3 was inevitable um due to the decline of uh viewership or or people going to it over the last uh few years but that was also due to the pandemic um but it's it's probably just not as big as a payback for the companies like for um like microsoft and sony like they're not getting their the money back that they're investing in it um
1: yeah it's it's time maybe they join comic-con or um like you could have ea or any company really that's doing stuff with it like d23 is starting to show video games Mm -hmm. d23 showed off jedi survivor all these other conventions happen just figure out one that works.
0: The Super Bowl. Just show all of them at the Super Bowl. The,
1: the Super Bowl? I am staying away from commercials because <laughs> I don't want things spoiled.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? We're coming up. Uh. Well, you know, we're coming up at the, I guess, technically, it's the beginning of the year. Or the, the not the year. Beginning of February. <laughs> the f- beginning of February. And you know what that means, right?
1: Oh, that sounds like big, my, song, my, my favorite strangers. song. Oh. <laughs>
0: Let me tell you about the dangers. If you don't like taking chances, then you better keep moving on, my friend.
1: All right. Here comes a lackluster month in all things video games. So this week we've already had Football Manager 2023. Life is Strange 2 for the Nintendo Switch and Puzzle Bobble 3 launch.
0: <laughs> okay. Big well Big games deliver us Mars
1: is a PC game is it not
0: no 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 deliver us Mars is the sequel to deliver us the moon uh, that's that's a deliver us the moon was actually pretty good you never played it did you nope I dabbled <laughs> uh, deliver us the moon is a uh, what is this game it's you're you're like a lone astronaut and you're trying to get back to earth or some shit like that. I don't know. You're trying is to figure out the what one happened. They
1: showed off where you have to do all the repairs on the spaceship. Yes. Yeah. Some of them.
0: Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad. It was like a cool, like atmospheric puzzle game. And now the sequel deliver us Mars is, uh, is now officially out. Oh, there you go. So, so far the first few days of being mad, but deliver us Mars is out. Uh, what else do we got? <sighs> that the the most controversial
1: game of the year is dropping on
0: the 10th so far and you know what that's the only game coming on the 10th which is kind of funny because every other game studio you finally figured it out don't release your game on the same day as another huge ip highly yeah highly anticipated game
1: (laughs) except ea who was just like you know what We're gonna move our uh, we're gonna move our launch to friggin the same day as a game that hasn't come out for ten years. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see what else comes out this month. Journey to the Savage Planet for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. It's a first person shooter. Yeah, that's been out already on Xbox. Yeah, but now it's It's coming out for
0: Xbox update, Mm -hmm. Series
1: update. Um, Returnal hits Windows on the fifteenth. Yep, and on the fifteenth also. Warzone Season Two update, which is going to include a new rebirth map. So for people who like free to play battle royales, there you go.
0: Yep. Uh, For fans of the GameCube classic Tales of Symphonia, they are re-releasing Tales of Symphonia remastered. It's a RPG on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. What else we got? Wild Hearts. coming out on the 17th as well that is a uh action role-playing game the cover looks cool there's like a wolf that it's got trees coming out of it i don't know
1: the the game that scares me the most this this month but also is free on game pass atomic heart is dropping
0: why is it scary the most because i don't know if i'm gonna like it uh i watched some gameplay videos it actually looks pretty cool. I'm super psyched for that, but uh, I'm e- even more psyched for a game that I'm probably going to buy and not play for a long time because I got to catch up with the rest of the series. Is like a Dragon Ishin, also known as uh, Yakuza Ishin. Uh, it is, it is a, quite an interesting uh, game because this was originally a PlayStation Three game. Which was like the basic Yakuza series, right? Like, you yeah. know. But it takes place in like ancient Japan. So with Samurai, stuff like that. But all like the same characters, but they're playing different characters. It's so it's kind of cool. But uh the fans of the Yakuza series have been wanting this to be uh localized in North America or in, at least in English for a long time. So that's finally coming out um on the 17th as well
1: biggest game of the month digimon world or <laughs> digimon world next order is dropping
0: didn't that game come out already oh yeah that was the Vita yeah, game yeah, 2016 it's uh, uh, company of heroes three for windows sons of the forest for windows you, you missed horizon call of the mountain
1: i mean sure it's
0: a, it's a spin-off of the horizon series but that's coming out on the 22nd
1: uh, on the 24th, we have Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which is yeah. the ninth mainline installment and the 20th or the 22nd Kirby game to Jeez. be released. It's uh, a 2011 reproduction.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I, I think that came out on the Wii, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Octopath uh, Traveler 2 is coming out on the 24th as well. Uh,
1: Destiny man. 2 is getting another update People still with play a major that game. expansion called Lightfall.
0: I guess that's the only game Bungie's actually working on, so
1: Yeah. That that's pretty much it for the for the month.
0: Well, there's so, a Sherlock Holmes game that's supposed to be coming out in February, but doesn't have an actual release date.
1: It says TBA, so I didn't read it. Yeah. All right. The last of us. You know what? Trivia and then The Last of Us. <laughs> okay. Because that way we can say spoilers and people don't just turn it off, you know? Um, I mean, it's so, not going
0: to be super spoily. We're going to try yeah. and keep it keep it light.
1: Might as well just keep it clean. So trivia: your topics are um, name the movie. So we're going to have songs or clips from um, romantic movies or romantic moments. Um, we are going to have. Um, random love songs. So how I created that category is I literally opened Spotify and hit random 10 times. That's what we got. (laughs) I I thought it was such a fun idea. Um, We have a dating game that I'm working on where we're going to give you um, teen crushes that you may have had growing up as an example. Ooh, what one did I just erase from here? I can't even remember. Damn it. Um, As an example, we'll pretend that Jim Halpert was your teen crush. So we're going to give you two clues and friends so that the clues would be like Dwight's rival. No, like sells paper um, is tall and has the bone, uh, the body mass of Gumby. And then his friends are Ryan and Kevin or Kevin and Daryl. And then you would have to guess who it is, but I'm not giving you the TV show. That would be silly. Uh rom coms name that movie based on its IMDB description, which is a, a fan favorite of our show. And then we have famous TV couples. So lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Gonna have a good time. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, like Tony the Tiger said. Now, spoilery. Spoilery time. Here we go. Are you are you excited? Are you ready to talk about it? Are we ready to do this?
0: Yeah. Spoiler alert. Kind of. We're going to try not to be super spoily, but.
1: I know that this episode of The Last of Us didn't exactly follow the source material. Now, David, I'm going to have to ask you a question. Did you get this far in the game?
0: Uh, I did, yes.
1: So you knew who Bill and Frank were? Yes. But you don't really get to know Frank in the game. So Not really, no. Um, honestly, I, I, I will say it. It was an incredibly beautiful episode. I was I was warned by a friend uh, to bring some Kleenex and they were not joking. It was a it was a very moving
0: episode. It was. A v- <laughs> this is what makes TV shows so good when you're taking from already really good source material. If it's done well, as we are seeing right now with the, the last of Us show, you can take a character from the game and expand on that character in the show. And it doesn't take away from what we're seeing in the show. It just adds to the character building and what we know of the character that we've played in the game already. Yeah. Uh the pace of the show, this episode, was very different than the first two episodes. Because it's it's not really like it's more of a, an episode that takes place in the past, right? Because it's showing a history of bill and Frank and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you get the sense of like, something is something is going to happen. Like something bad is going to happen throughout the entire episode at all.
1: No. Well, yeah. Cause I remembered how Frank died in the game. So I was waiting for that the entire time. Mm -hmm. but I also was like getting to know Frank and getting to know the relationship in the last of us. You don't see that because Joel and Bill walk into that room and they're like, who the hell was that? He's like, that was Frank. I was like, Oh, did you know him? He's like, yeah, that was my partner. And then he got bit and he like took his own life to like Mm -hmm. not turn. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the impending sense of doom didn't really happen for me until like the third kind of like act of the episode when you saw him like struggle, right? Like he mm-hmm. had considerably lost some weight. He was in a wheelchair and you thought it was going to go the other way. Cause Bill got shot. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh man, maybe did the Did the show take a turn and they're going to, yeah. they're going to do it this way. Cause like, I wasn't prepared for that. And then they did a time jump and he was perfectly fine. Yeah. And I think a, they, they dealt with um, their relationship very well. They, they painted a picture that nobody ever saw coming. Yeah. They, they touched on a relationship that we knew about, but we didn't really know anything more than part the word partner. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time of release for the last of us, some people might've played it and just was like, Oh, that's his like buddy, like his partner in crime. Like you don't, not everybody was that aware in 2013, right? Mm-hmm. So great on the directors, great on the storytellers, great on the producers. Give Nick Offerman a fucking Emmy. Like that was one of the best performances I think I've seen in TV.
0: Yeah, yeah. In it, a very long very time. Good. It was very convincing too. Like he was able to play <laughs> and portray so many different emotions. And and be convincing about it as well. Um, one of the coolest things, one of the greatest things, actually, I think about this this series, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the the episode, uh, is that people who haven't seen the game are really enjoying it because the, it's great storytelling and and the characters are interesting. But I have a few friends on uh, that I follow on Instagram from uh from college and whatnot and i know they're not gamers i know they've never played the game and in fact you know what they might not even know that it's based off of a video game but seeing their uh story updates and the comments that they're saying after watching like an episode it's like okay you know what this is a series that is created for everyone yeah 100 percent and uh i've had a few people like some of my other co-workers like oh i don't like watching zombie stuff like they started watching one one of them started watching with her husband and and in the beginning they saw zombies like no i don't want to watch another zombie thing i'm like no you gotta watch it because it's less right now like the first few episodes it's less about and i guess the whole game it's less about the zombies the infected and more about the people. More about the
1: fireflies and the enemies
0: yeah the, the, the people trying to survive and it's not like the typical like walking dead where it's just like hordes and hordes and hordes of zombies and stuff like that. Like there's a lot more to it. And, and I said, like, give it a, give it a chance. Like watch the first hell, like the first two episodes. And if you're not completely gripped by the story within the first two episodes, then sure. It's probably not with, for you. But um, I was after the first episode, I was like, this is, this is amazing. My, and so uh... far we've got uh, every episode since then. Has been just as good, if not better, than the last. So
1: the uh, the significant other started watching the show and was like mostly on her switch because she doesn't like scary things. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's fair. She put down her switch within 15 minutes of this episode. She was so into the story. Mm. Um the the crazy part about it, and I saw this one post, and I, I think this is a testament to how HBO operates and just how good of an actor Nick Offerman is is they took TV's manliest man. Right? In Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. Ron Swanson was the guy who'd walk into a hardware store and be like, I know more than you. He
0: and and would, The funny thing is, I think of that every time I'm like in a hardware store, <laughs> even though I don't know shit about half of that stuff in there, but I always rethink of, I know more than you. And he just walks That away.
1: and the, just like when he's ordering the steak, he's like, when I say I want all the eggs and bacon. I mean, literally all the eggs. He's just like TV's manliest dude. And the way he was perceived as like this, this softy who was alone and he was looking for love. And it was mm-hmm. never the Bonnie Raitt song about a woman. It was because he was in love with a man. It just, it was, it was a crazy good episode. If you guys aren't watching this, watch it. And what I will say as like a mild spoiler to come if you've never seen the series or if you've never played the game, there is another gut-wrenching episode on our horizon. I can almost guarantee it. I was talking about this with a coworker the other day. And if you've played the game, you know about Henry and Sam. You know about Joel and Ellie's um, adventures with Henry and Sam. And you know how that story ends. And it is going mm-hmm. to like tears are going to fly. It's going to be awful. And yeah. for you internet assholes out there, stop picking on Bella Ramsey. She's not ugly. She's like a 15 year old kid. Fuck off. Leave her alone. She's doing an incredible job as Ellie.
0: Yeah. You know, she's what, doing like, an incredible job. And, and the thing is, is and I mentioned this last week, like the, the, her how she's portraying the character is a little more aggressive than how i remember the character being in the first game but i think it works because if you take the first episode you take uh Joel's daughter right she's a little bit more timid and uh you know like you could really see that that connection but now he's having to essentially uh, escort this bratty kid across the country and he doesn't want to but they're they both have their guards up right and all it's doing is allowing us to see their friendship and their relationship grow and blossom but slower into than before. yeah yeah a lot slower but i think it'll be a lot more impactful once they actually make those breakthroughs And uh, we're starting to see this with with Joel, right? Um, Especially after episode three, you see a little bit of it. Um,
1: Oh, Bill's letter crushed Joel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for the next episode every Sunday. The thing is, is uh, I I don't usually get to watch it till Monday, but I don't see usually see many uh, spoilers.
1: Yeah, the only place you see spoilers is really TikTok, so um mm-hmm. that's just because people like to ruin things really quickly cuz they think that's what brought like journalism is now. Yeah. Like, here's all the things you missed. Fuck off. Give us 24 hours. But yeah, like if you haven't watched it, watch it. If you're not interested, we're sorry. We're going to talk about it every week till it's over. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe not. Maybe we'll we'll depending on what news is like next week. You know. So so big things. I think the show's great keep watching it keep doing its thing and i'm genuinely excited to just have more and more pedro pascal in my life like this is great you're getting this i agree and then mandalorian he's playing the same role twice yeah (laughs) yeah that's true that is true so that is it for this one if you like what you're listening to you know how to find us if you like what we're doing support us in any way you can for myself wow is it very nice and david that hansel's so hot right now we want to thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the scene on screen podcast peace